0: Things went fine for several days. Michael Jr. started to work for Hans the Butcher. It was hard work, but Hans was an honest man and Michael Jr. would learn a good trade. Katie still refused to believe it was true and no one could convince her otherwise. She worried about Michael Jr.'s future and even though she didn't believe it, she had him go to confession. If it was by some chance true, She wanted him to do the proper thing, despite his age. To her, the proper thing was marriage in the Catholic Church. Michael wasn't so sure if this was the answer. He knew that if Michael Jr. married Raven and stayed in Boston, he would be forced to live in Toby's world. There was no doubt about that to him. Somehow the story got out, as all stories like this did, and Michael started hearing whispers and murmuring around the dock. He would catch men looking at him and then shaking their heads and quickly looking away. Words were being used that he himself had used before but now they were dreamed at him and they made him shiver. Michael was frustrated. He liked Raven but this situation was such a mess and he couldn't help but blame her. Later that week, Michael came home late from working at the dock and was surprised to find Katie waiting for him at the door. Have you seen Michael Jr.? He hasn't come home yet. No, maybe he's working late. Danny already checked at Holmes. He left there over an hour ago. Don't worry, I'm sure he's okay. Please go find him. Okay, come on Danny, Mary, let's go find your brother. Your mother's worried. As they left the building, Katie stood at the window, holding her rosary beads and praying. Deep inside her, something told her that things had gone terribly wrong. As she continued praying, neither Michael or Mary saw her standing there. But Danny had, and he quietly started praying himself. He realized this was serious. He knew that something big was being hidden from him. Michael Jr. hadn't been quiet lately and wasn't talking or teasing him. Constantly. Later that week, Michael came home from working late at the dock and was surprised to find Katie waiting for him at the door. Have you seen Michael Jr.? He hasn't come home yet. No. Maybe he's working late. Danny already checked at if He left there over an hour ago. Don't worry. I'm sure he's okay. Please go find him. Okay, come on Danny and Mary, let's see if we can find your brother. Your mother's worried. As they left the building, Katie stood at the window, holding her rosary beads and praying. Deep inside her, something told her that things had gone terribly wrong. As she continued praying, neither Michael or Mary saw her standing there. But Danny had, and he started praying also. He realized this was serious. He knew something big was being hidden from him. Michael Jr. had been quiet lately and wasn't talking and teasing him constantly. He knew that meant something was wrong and his brother was in the middle of it. As they walked along, they started asking anyone they saw if they had seen Michael Jr. Some thought they had seen him down near the dock, but they weren't sure. They checked again at the butcher shop and Hans told them that Michael Jr. had left work around 6 p.m and said he was going straight home. Yeah, Hans said. I teased him about going to meet a Fraulein, but he shook his head and said he was going straight home. Michael thanked him for giving Michael Jr. the job. Ach, it's my pleasure. He's not much of a talker, that one, but he's a hard worker and eager to learn. If you see him, tell him his mother is worried and he needs to head straight home. Yeah, I will tell him. As it got closer to the dock, Michael noticed that Mary was getting someone wanted attention. Hey, honey, when you're through with them, I can show you some new tricks. Mary blushed bright red, and both Danny and Michael moved closer to protect her. Danny? Yes, father. I want you to take Mary home. Yes, father. I'm fine, Mary said. Straight home, and tell your mother I will find Michael Jr., Yes, father. Mary, you stay with your brother. Mary was about to protest, but realized this was not the time or place, so she turned and left with Danny toward home. Michael watched as he disappeared from his view. Normally, you would have had a conversation with the heckler, a conversation that would involve fist. But right now, finding Michael Jr. was more important. The knot that was building in his stomach told him it better be soon. He was about to turn down an unfamiliar street when he heard his name being called. He turned around and it was Brian the bartender from O'Reilly's. He was red-faced and out of breath. I thought I'd never find you. What is it, Michael Jr.? What is it, Michael said. They've taken Michael Jr. Who? Michael asked. Although he already knew the horrible answer. The drafting gangs. When? I don't know. One of my girls saw it and came and told me. Where where did they take him? Down by the depot. Michael started running toward the direction of the train depot with Brian close behind him. They reached the depot, but it was too late. Michael grabbed the first soldier he saw. Where are the draftees? Huh? What? The recruits, where are they? They're already gone. When did they leave? About ten minutes ago. Michael pulled his fist back as if he was going to strike the soldier. He would have a look of both confusion and disdain on his face. Brian grabbed Michael's arm. It's not his fault. I I know, Michael said as he shoved the private away. He walked into the nearest alleyway and collapsed, sobbing. Brian stood there waiting with the soldier. Finally, Michael got up and wiped himself off. I'm ready to go home now. Do you want me to be there when you tell Katie? N- no, thank you. All Michael could think of, uh, about was the hell that Michael Jr. was headed for. The war had been going on for close to four years now and the list of dead had become mind-numbingly long. Many of the names would be familiar to those back in the old country. As the sun set behind Michael, the date was May 5, 1864, and the Battle of the Wilderness was in all the newspapers. When Danny and Mary arrived home without Michael, Katie knew that her premonition had been correct. Michael finally made it home. All he could say was, He's gone. Katie claps News off sobbing. Danny and Mary and young Patrick stood behind her in stunned silence.